0: Dog what's good? Oh hello, I'm just over here drinking one gallon of 365 spring water from Whole Foods Market. How are you?
1: Can we talk about you stealing my gallon swag but I'm okay with it because it's helping um, not only your skin but your digestion and other things that I'm probably not privy to.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up Chris because <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know how to win with you. First of all, you you get on this gallon of water train. And all you do is talk about how great it is, you big up it. It's almost as if you are trying to convince me and other people why this is a superior thing. <laughs> and then as soon as somebody takes your sweet advice, you believe that they have stolen your swag and bit your steez. What's up with that? No,
1: no, no, no. I, I just I, I felt you calling me a steez biter? I would never call you a swag surfer. I'm I'm saying I, I guess maybe sometimes your attitude about the gallon lifestyle was was less than positive um, bordering on negative even sometimes i think your tone would take like a mocking
0: I'll, I'll admit that there's some truth to that statement and you are validated and justified for feeling that i'm not above i'm not too big of a man to apologize chris
1: well thank you and apology accepted and i want to say welcome to the good life and you know you're gonna have to piss a lot So just be be ready for that. (laughs) That has become the
0: main through line in my life. In my new life. It's kinda you know, when you go to therapy and you're like, it's so awesome. I just wish I did it earlier, you know, and you know, Mm -hmm. hindsight twenty twenty. The same I'm I'm experiencing that same excitement. Wow, this is so awesome, wow, this is great. I feel better, I'm I my digestion is great, my skin is cleaning up. I just wish that I didn't have to pee so much pee.
1: You know, this wasn't a problem in New York City for me because, um,
0: there was a Starbucks on any, every corner and you love those shitters, don't you?
1: I would never use a public toilet, Jason, at Starbucks. I consider that public. I, I would, um, sneak into the Balthazar restroom just down the stairs to the right upon entering. I hope um, Keith isn't listening. Yeah, I hope Keith is listening. I'll use your pisser anytime I feel like it. <laughs> um, Keith is. You know, for example, I, I, I guzzle a gal yesterday before noon and then i'm in the car all day because this cursed city is full of traffic and Mm -hmm. that's when the that's when it becomes a problem but if you're at home tethered to the machine i don't know maybe editing a podcast yeah um then it's fine just the constant reminder that your liver is being flushed is i i say it's a good thing
0: it's worth every penny of the 99 pennies that it costs for each one of these gallons i'm i have no no beef with it whatsoever but the thing is when I have a hot tip for you. I know, you know... Please. Obviously, you go through at least one of these gallon jugs a day, right?
1: The student becoming the teacher, I love it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I try to... Look, I basically have a full gallon, and then I'm also... Um, flirting with sparkling water after I finish. I, I, as a reward for finishing my gallon, I start to mm-hmm. dip into the to the ice-cold blue LaCroix.
0: The pure, unflavored LaCroix. La that is your treat once you're a good boy and you drink your whole gallon as your base coat layer. Yes, and exactly. And then anything else on top of that is just cake. Free, yummy
1: cake. It is merely free hydration.
0: Okay, well here's my tip for you, Chris. So you got all these empties kicking around in the Porsche. <laughs> you got all these empties kicking around in the Porsche. What are we going <laughs> to to do with them. The, the sooner you guzzle that gallon, the sooner you have a bathroom, and you can just go ahead and hog into that hole and and wee away.
1: Oh, you're suggesting that much like a gamer whose body shuts down from sitting for too long,
0: uh-huh. instead
1: of instead of getting out of the Eames, I should just piss right there in the bottle.
0: If you're on Sepulveda. Off the off the 405, okay. <laughs> and you're you're eyeballing the clock in the Telluride. Yeah. You're eyeballing the clock in the <laughs> the all new in the all new Kia Telluride, which is you know good luck in your the hands hottest, on that one.
1: The hottest car in America right now. Yes, and you, so and you're you're, saying- yeah
0: you're looking down the barrel of a loaded gun, and you're saying. You know what? WeHo is a long ways away, and I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to have to pinch and squirt off into the uh, the business end of a Whole Foods gallon container. I mean,
1: I, I appreciate the sustainability aspect that you're bringing to the table.
0: Honestly, I didn't even think about that angle. Wow. Go me.
1: Go, Jason, as always. But unfortunately, I'm, um, I've literally never done that in my life because that's how much of a... Yeah, no, not even on a on a hardcore tour.
0: Back of the van, they always pull over for black? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, when
1: when you're when you're the singer, band leader, tour manager, business manager, and regular manager, you kind of are making the calls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um we're only pulling over to the finest uh truck stops uh that have not only regular bathrooms but showers as well, which I would never use, but it's just <laughs> nice to know they're there you know
0: nothing worse than a truck stop man
1: the smell of burnt coffee is better than the smell of of truck stop and also better than the smell of, of mcdonald's or something else Ooh. you know that that's that's amen to that uh, a pike a nice a nice pike's place roast tickling the nostrils is you know is, you've been
0: talking you've been mentioning pike the pike place roast a lot lately chris what's going on with that
1: well it's just a brand pillar for the starbucks corporation
0: mm-hmm. i don't but uh, you know for somebody who mentions it a lot i don't even know if you have a f- complete grasp on the flavor profile.
1: I, I would say I don't actually. <laughs> I would say I, I probably don't. I, unfortunately I haven't I haven't had a a, a piping cuppa uh, okay. from from Howard Schultz's Starbucks in in year. I only read his. Well, books Chris, I now.
0: got one question and one question on the fo- only for you. How do you sleep at night?
1: Well, that's the thing, Jason. I sleep well because I'm not having a f- 4 p.m. Pike's <laughs> Place. See, that's the trick, Chief. Oh, um, okay. but I am I am actually having a, a rare, um, you know, pre 3 p.m. Mud can as we speak. Pre
0: three, you you're normally drinking your mud after 3 p.m.
1: Well, no, I'm usually having an afternoon coffee between two and 3 p.m. Um, whether it, whether it be mud or a a Maru or a sight glass or a, are you, are you
0: telling me that sis is moving a little slow today?
1: Honestly, Jason, I, yesterday...
0: The heat blast. I'm feeling it today.
1: My connection, my, my combination of a strength training workout with uh, some meetings and then a two-hour session on the courts with you at the heat of the day, mm-hmm. I was a shell of a man when I came home. Don't
0: sleep on those meetings.
1: You can't sleep on the meetings because those require, of course, mental fortitude, which is as important as physical.
0: I'm go- I'm actually, thank you for saying that. After coming straight home from my La Jolla staycation... Where I did also get blasted by the sun a little bit, you know, lounging poolside, drinking my <sighs> apérol spritzes and whatnot, mm. and then going straight into ninety degree tennis. I felt road hard and hung up. What if there? We need a new phrase that is more severe than road hard and hung up wet because that's what I was feeling. Road hard and hung up maybe maybe our guest will be able to help us spitball he's more of a rider than we are but i'm gonna say i I was i was murdered with a gun and then hung up wet
1: (laughs) i was merely a corpse hanging on the eam's my my
0: coffin was buried wet while the coffin is still wet that's what i was feeling yeah
1: i was uh yeah i felt i wanted i wanted to do some stuff around the house but unfortunately i i could barely shower you
0: wanted to do some stuff around the house like what find find out where that task rabbit is
1: uh, no, I wanted was to. was supposed to
0: be here at 7:30. I just don't get it. Oh,
1: I wanted to open some Amazon packages, <laughs> <laughs> but I could, you know, I could barely lift my yeah. my trigger finger to get the That's box cutter tough. open. And
0: you, and of course, you were losing light quick. And, I was, I was losing light, but luckily, we get these shots off.
1: Luckily for all of us, the Aleve uh, Back and Muscle Pain Relief 250-count bottle did arrive.
0: Chris, come on. That's that's a gateway drug if, is what it sounds like to me.
1: I'm not snorting them. No, I didn't snort any of them. No, but I the way that my body is feeling right now, because we're in the middle of a summer pump and it is just it's it's pain all day i have to manage it somehow jason
0: yeah i picked up some um some advil 2s you ever fuck with the with the doses at Ad, the advil 2 it combines ibuprofen as well as acetaminophen, are you familiar with this product?
1: That seems crazy.
0: Normally, the Advil it's kind of like a a, a nice dark peach, light red color. It's a sweet, mm-hmm. shiny pill. This one is more of a mm-hmm. an off-white football that has kind of some oh, squared-off edges, football. not unlike an iPhone four. I, you're not,
1: giving yourself away as a former Xanax user. I don't know what you're talking fo- about. I brother. mean, footballs are for pussies, but that's a different conversation.
0: That, <laughs> Ironically, it's true.
1: I'm only kicking two fields goals at one time if you know what i'm saying oh you do <laughs> it, know your
0: sports chris that's pretty impressive i guess
1: we can introduce our guest shortly but two things little baby just got popped for weed in paris after looking like a clown with james harden in the ugliest balenciaga clothes i've ever seen you're talking about le baby
0: le, um, le baby un petit baby un petit baby rapper. very good rapper
1: and then also i just saw some pictures of harry styles on the yacht with with his new chick and he was wearing the nike running the, the Nike like marathon shorts with the high cut on the side as swimming trunks, which is something to consider.
0: Uh, that's actually what I wear as my swimming trunks. Not, not the two inch inseam, but uh, the, those little five inch cuties that you see me wearing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are my. My swimmers.
1: I I have to wear a proper bathing suit just because that's kind of how I'm trained. Um, I thought you were more of a Hurley board shorts with. Ethi- Who trained you, Chris? I I saw I've seen you popping out of the pool with a uh, your Ethica boxer briefs poking out of the Hurley board <laughs> shorts. So don't even don't. You know, front, speaking like- of
0: speaking of <laughs> Ethica, uh, <laughs> one thing I did uh, notice, which is one of like the most f- fucked up things that I've seen. Since I spent a lot of time by the pool this week mm-hmm. I saw a few guys were wearing their their swimming trunks
1: with the briefs with the boxer Yeah briefs
0: it was they had they had the board shorts on but then you could see the hanes underwear Mm -hmm. underneath it and i'm like fam what's the point of that why are you doing that is it a never nude meets a bro situation
1: i i think so but it's also like when a fatty would keep their shirt on you know what i mean it's similar (laughs) maybe maybe you're scared that the hog could make an appearance if you if your cannonball goes awry
0: but if you're a fatty the hog is all you got i'm flaunting that thing because it's like well you know
1: no 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 The,
0: the body ain't much to look at but i do have a penis so you know something (laughs) something and it's something to grow
1: on i do have a regular penis so that's good um we do have we do have a guest today and this might be the most triple OG we've ever had as far as this format goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you you guys probably know Tom Sharpling uh, from The Best Show. Long-running you know, radio program. The year 2000 on the WFMU. Uh, now, of course, it's a podcast. Um, his co-host is is a legendary drummer, John Worcester. He's in Super Chunk, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Mould, The Mountain Goats. Um, and I was doing a little research for this episode, and I realized that those two guys met. At a at a show, listen to this lineup. Mm-hmm. My bloody Valentine pavement super chunk. Has there ever been anything more for me than that?
0: Wow, wow, wow. I mean, the only thing that would make it more for you is like if if like the food court area had like a nice selection of water or like vegan treats or something. But
1: otherwise. I know. yeah.
0: Perfect lineup.
1: Perfect lineup. Uh but Tom, we're celebrating Tom's new book, It Never Ends, a memoir with nice memories, uh, which came <laughs> out, I believe, this week, and he's fucking everywhere. My man is is doing Everything. But of course, what, what is a press tour, Jason, without stopping by? How long gone? You know, I see your little pitchfork shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your little New York Times thing or whatever. You know, but all
0: that other press is really bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. But you came here to talk about wearing boxer briefs with, uh, with, with bathing suits and other important stuff.
0: And I know he's, a I know he's a big beach guy. So we'll probably get into all yeah, that.
1: He's, yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's a big beach guy. He, I think he lives in, in, in Venice. So we can, we can unpack that. <laughs> we can, we can get to the bottom. Well, he of, doesn't. Of, not,
0: I mean, he's a New Yorker, but whenever he's in L.A., that's where his pied de terre is, I believe. I
1: believe, I. I believe tom actually lives in la now because he's a member of the comedy community and you have real talk i think i think contractually you have to live here if you're a member of the comedy community yeah
0: i mean Mulaney's here
1: if we see tom on the bike in in at the equinox in glendale i'll start to worry but anyway let's let's uh let's give tom a call and see what he's up to
0: tom sharpling welcome to the show how the hell are you buddy good how are you? I'm not bad. I'm having a little knee pain right now, but uh, and, you know, yesterday was real, real hot, wasn't it? Other than that, I'm doing pretty well, though.
2: Good, good. I'm glad I was worried about your knee.
1: Get in line. It's been a long, uh, treacherous journey for him. But are you are you in L.A.? Tom, I heard a rumor that you live here.
2: That is more than
0: a rumor. That can be confirmed it's fact so cali swag is in the building what part of town are we in if you don't want if you don't mind mentioning oh i don't want to say where i'm at i don't want you maniacs (laughs) tracking me down Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, do you, could you uh, at least East Side, West Side, North Side, South Side? Are you a South LA guy? Um, no, it's East. It's East. <laughs> well, I'm in Glendale for full transparency. Okay. Just to let you know, Chris is over in Beachwood just to set the setting for you. Mm-hmm.
2: Glendale, you got a lot of nice things. You got a Trader Joe's, and <laughs> well, we got more than one sweetheart. California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> Not living the dream out there.
0: Yeah, I had to work hard to get this view um so tom obviously this has been a big week for you uh we just kind of wanted to get a temp check on how you're doing i know it's kind of like a milestone moment in your life um so like first thoughts feelings emotions now that cosby's free like how are you feeling
2: (laughs) well it was a long fight but (laughs) we (laughs) (laughs) we gave it no it's that's the worst thing that ever happened I, I think about that and it's just it's nauseating
1: it really is I'm not super clear on how it happened is it is it like a loophole situation the funny thing how money works
2: uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'm gonna you little it kind of fixes things that people without money can't get fixed hmm it's weird how that works
0: yeah it is quite a bummer we were actually talking about this off pod in our friendly group chat about he, he meant cause mentioned that he was going to come back and do shows do you think that that's a thing that is actually going to come to fruition a venue is going to willingly feature him and you know have concert tickets available at the box office and the whole thing or is that is it dead in the water what do you think i think any
2: kind of conventional um ticketing a uh, uh structure and and uh these these national ve- like booking things now it's so corporatized it's like I I, I couldn't picture them getting uh,
0: in back in business with him. Live Live Nation isn't going to touch that one with a ten foot pole.
2: No,
1: no. I think Cosby's going to be like Pearl Jam in the nineties and fight the good <laughs> fight the good fight. Sure. Uh, and destroy Ticketmaster. Yeah, once and for all. And They
2: did a Ticketmaster. They beat Ticketmaster and they went under. And now there's no service charges on anything. <laughs> It's like no that was you can't win these fights we could all thank eddie for that yeah pearl jam went to the mat i'm glad they did at least it at least it shines a light on it but it's (laughs) i don't know if you're gonna ever win those fights
0: so tom you've um you've been podcasting for a long time and obviously took some time to write this book and now that it's out do you feel is like is podcasting new and fresh and exciting for you? Do you feel like you were neglecting the old pod before, or were you able to kind of manage both? I don't know. I've struck a
2: balance with both. I mean, there were the book wasn't anything that knocked me off point with the best show. Um, twenty twenty, the larger issues in twenty twenty knocked me off <laughs> target because having to kind of scramble and figure out how the show would work and how to do it. Uh, not in a studio, and but try to maintain as many elements as possible. Like that, that was a bigger uh, a bigger curveball than anything the book brought my way.
0: Do you do you like remote podcasting now, or no. have you enjoyed some? No, you don't like it. I don't. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> you got to do it fucking live. I like doing it live, and I do do a lot. I do the best show live.
2: Still, we figure it out. It, but it's it's a little more bare bones because of that. But I'm okay with that, and and there'll be another we'll be back in a studio and doing it properly soon.
0: Yeah, we well we started this podcast in quarantine, so remote is kind of all we know. But I have podcasted before in person many a time. Mm-hmm. I've found personally that it, it's easier for me to talk to people without being able to look them in the eyes. You can kind of say Stuff that you might be afraid to mention in front of somebody, you know, something that might make them angry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Have you experienced any of that at all, or not so much?
2: Yeah, I'll say stuff to people. I don't care.
0: You don't give a flying
2: (laughs) shit. What am I going to do? No, I do care. I do care, but I also, I think anything I would say to them face, anything I would say over a Zoom, I I would hope that I I would say to their face also. But I'm not. I'm not saying outrageous (laughs)
1: stuff. I think it relaxes I think that relaxes the guest to an extent.
0: You can wear your comfy sweatpants, you can have your beverage in front of you, your kitty is purring on your lap, you you can look out your window into your backyard and mm-hmm. it's it's more relaxing than being in some some fussy studio in Westwood or something like that, you know. That's where you record your show? No, I never recorded my <laughs> show in Westwood. Where did you get
2: that from? <laughs>
0: i was gonna say lucky guess but not not so what
2: lucky i guess a fussy studio in westwood i don't even know where westwood is I don't know. okay so
1: you really are an east sider
2: yeah i don't know
1: where anything is out here how how new is this relocation from the east coast it's like a year a year and a half
2: and here i am and i showed up and then a pandemic showed up right behind me and i never got to like really go surfing hang out I didn't get to go surf. Oh, if only this stupid coronavirus had stopped me from all my surfing that I was going to do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, I would have been out there doing my thing. <laughs> but the, if not for the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. I would have be the king of yeah. the ocean. <laughs> me and my board. <laughs> right? I get my sex wax okay yeah
1: see you're Um, not yeah i I don't i'm unfortunately my surfing career hasn't taken off yet either but i'm a little intimidated by the open water
0: yeah i'm scared as hell of the ocean are you scared of the ocean tom i'm scared of the ocean no No, you're good i'm fine with it i'm scared of everything and nothing at the same time i'm ready to go
2: guys (laughs) if a shark (laughs) takes me out so be it fuck it at least it'll be a, a glorious way to go
0: Tom, we we talked about this a, uh, a few days ago. What are your thoughts on roller coasters? Do you think they're worth it? Not so worth it? Are you a thrill seeker, coaster head?
2: Uh, I like a roller coaster now and again. I can't do uh, multiple uh, ones. Like if I like if I go to a, like a, to a, a park mm-hmm. and they have all the rides, there I I cap out at a point, and I yeah they lose their appeal. But I like a few get a few in and then that's that you're not going to
1: stack them all day i like to hear that i'm a coaster enthusiast sure are you a member of ace uh <laughs> <laughs> i am uh, i am i'm, I'm a card carrying member of ace uh but i i received some shame from my co-host as well as some mm-hmm. listeners to this podcast that they, they thought my coaster enthusiasm was either fake or stupid well yeah i could
2: understand i could understand uh it's it's such a cool thing that you to be a roller coaster fan that you would fake that (laughs) that you really would go so far out of your way for some stolen valor yeah coaster coaster style (laughs) stolen valor claiming you went on roller coasters it's 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 the one of the least cool things ever (laughs) and people are
1: accusing you of
2: faking it you know i don't know if,
1: if you feel the same way i hate our listeners so it's not a surprise
2: I don't know your listeners. I don't know if I hate them. I don't hate my listeners. My listeners are outstanding.
0: Who, are there are there any other people who sort of like actively vocally hate their their fans or listeners other than you, Chris?
1: I'm sure there are. I mean, it's called negging. It's a very popular thing. Name some names. Nothing comes top of mind. Maybe I'm a trailblazer. This could be your moment. You I'm- are the
2: one who Mm -hmm. hates your fans you know who probably hates their fans is louis ck because um (laughs) he had all these like urbane these or he kind of courted like this urbane audience and had all these fancy people he's hanging out with paul simon and all that and then just like and then now his fan base is just like people he would never want to meet yeah are the only people that are
0: still going to see his shows just stinky pedophiles and stuff like that yeah and he's like i don't want to hang out these guys at all
1: you get a whole new fan base that you don't want but you know Mm -hmm. they still are buying tickets so it's it's you have no choice
0: yeah, it's kind of like being like a Fox News correspondent, you know, like the checks are coming in, but you don't want to really hang out with the with the core audience.
2: And that's one of the things with like uh, uh Donald Trump where he just like mm-hmm. this guy's so obsessed with like losers and winners <laughs> and losers. There's no way he doesn't look at the people that like the celebrities that he knows Scott Bayo is a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like he's so he's so consumed by just like LeBron James is a loser. Oh yeah, he's what a loser. (laughs) What
1: a what a complete failure. LeBron James is is literally a winner. Like more than maybe anybody else. Like literally a winner.
2: (laughs) He's the definition of success. And but he's got to deal with my pillow guy, Mm -hmm. Scott Bayo, Dean Kane, and pretend (laughs) Ted Nugent, and he's pretending that these are winners. Somehow, like he knows they're just total losers. That's got to eat but, him up inside. He's like Bruce Springsteen's a
1: lo- yeah, Bruce Springsteen's a loser. <laughs> yeah, boy, what a flop that guy turned out to be. I've unfortunately I've never seen Ted Nugent live, but I've heard I've heard good things.
2: You think he's a seventy eight year old man playing? Uh, shirtless on stage, wango tango. You think he's passed it? He's, <laughs> he watched the window come and go. <laughs> he, he,
1: he, <laughs> Life has passed him by.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to say, yeah, he's he's peaked. Donald Trump is, I think that's the whole thing. Because, you know, he was, he's like born in Queens. And just, I think he's trying to deny his whole thing. So it, it all tracks. You know, he's always wanted to be in with bruce springsteen and those types and unfortunately he he missed his window he was though i was thinking about this the other day because he was i I forget that that reality show was the it was the most popular show on television
2: i was writing recaps of that thing for vulture so it was i was it was like this show is like sinking to the middle of the pack in terms of audience size and he was still talking about how it was like the number one show on television it's like no but it was for like for like a for like a season or two it yeah, was yeah. definitely top mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah. look he's an incredibly success you could until 2020 you could make an argument he was the most successful american ever he ran for office once and it was president and he <laughs> won
1: it's like that's that's insanely successful that is that is very successful to not move up the ranks from like school board you know um that is that is (laughs) he skipped the line if if you will yes what who's your favorite contestant on the show if you're writing these recaps are you an Omarosa head or
2: no Omarosa a little too on the nose for for my liking (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh just I was more of a uh
1: more in the underground I
2: I like who did I like I like Marley Maitland was nice
0: she the deaf gal she is, yes. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I love
1: her on the West Wing. She was on
2: West Wing. She was on Seinfeld. She was on many That's things. That's right. I remember that.
1: What other shows were you recapping during this time? I feel like I was glued to the TV, so I would love to chop it up.
2: My Vulture days consisted of one season of Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't have I didn't have it in me to keep doing because I would watch the show at like it would come on at nine at night. I'd watch it, and I would basically pull an all-nighter writing this thing, (laughs) trying to make it funny, and then I'd hand it in in the morning. I'd fall asleep for a little bit. Then they'd kick back some notes. I'd address the notes, and then... It's like what am I doing here? I'm getting a hundred dollars <laughs> to write these things, and my health has been le- like s- legitimately
0: compromised
2: by this experience.
0: Yeah, you're, and you're not you're not covering the Sopranos or something like that, where you know America waits with bated breath on what what what's going on. I'm writing about Meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf trying to sell hot dogs.
2: <laughs> meatloaf running a hot dog cart, and I'm I'm literally not sleeping. You've
0: got the candlelight going to the typewriter. glass of scotch next to you
2: cranking away like hunter s thompson cigarillo hanging out of the corner of my mouth
1: well the recapping industry is bigger than it ever has been you were i think you were on the front lines of that because that is like that's a whole industry now
2: not front line, but i was it was 10 years ago so it was it was it was not what it has become now now it is uh you can make your Claim to being a a fancy recapper. I guess these recappers they walk past the velvet rope
1: (laughs) now at the club and just breeze in. You're making six figures recapping RuPaul's Drag Race, no question. Oh,
2: absolutely. They see you coming and they're just like, "Oh my goodness, it's the (laughs) you, the Riverdale, the person that recaps
0: Riverdale. Come right, right this, right this way. (laughs) Wouldn't mind getting that gig." uh well let's let's talk about this book my friend it's a collection of stories memoir-ish style is is that safe to say i haven't picked it up yet unfortunately it just came out a couple of days ago right yeah
2: no that's fair to say it's the stories throughout my life and and uh it's funny how could it not <laughs> be funny thank you i appreciate that how can it not be funny? <laughs> well it's very easy i could tell you about a hundred ways it could have not been funny <laughs> and sometimes it wasn't when i was writing it i was like i think i figured out how this could not be funny and it was
0: (laughs) the thing i just wrote um and that's that's more so because of the subject matter not because of your comedic abilities i'm assuming
2: well i tried to strike a balance with stuff and make it as funny as i could no matter what the subject was so yeah and there's some less hilarious stretches than others but it's it's all in there and i think that even the the more serious things are, are funny ish. It's I tried to thread everything together, also, so it has like a everything feels like it's a part of a larger narrative. Everything isn't just standalone, but it but it parts are. But on the whole, suck on that, David Sedaris. Exactly, I couldn't shine my shoes. <laughs> what was the so this process? What are we
1: talking? Two, three years?
2: Good, good two years. Yeah, like almost three, definitely two. Um, On and off, sometimes more on than off, and depending on whether I had a day job at the time.
1: Did we do any writer's getaways? Did you get a cabin somewhere?
2: J-Tree? You hit up J-Tree, didn't you? I did not hit up J-Tree. I did did sign up for WeWork, and I was hanging out with the WeWork crew, and we would... No shit! No, I didn't do WeWork. The book would have been about... (laughs) Me jumping out a window.
1: That doc. <laughs> Did you see that documentary? We were. I loved. I loved every second of it. I truly couldn't get enough of him. And you know who I really liked. I think is underappreciated. Is his wife.
2: Yes, she because she. Um, you fine? No. She <laughs> brought some. <laughs> she she's brought extra some much needed lack of levity to. Everything. Yes.
1: Yeah. She's extra twisted. She might be more twisted than him. Yeah. Or or I think they are two very.
2: Different twisted people who twist together just perfectly. (laughs) Somehow they they snap together like a like disjointed puzzle or something.
0: That's what I call true love. But he's
2: still rich, right? Like he's fine, kind of. Oh my god, they they are both so rich from this thing. (laughs) They sold their thing and they get all these. They got tens of millions of dollars on the way out. In I was reading the numbers on it They are so set And they're just on to the next thing
1: I mean that's all those demented founders It's like they're just going to do it again And people are going to fall for it That's why they're Christ-like figures
2: And I'm going to let them yeah. It's like this cult of personality though With these mm-hmm. dudes where they just like They're immediately like I came up with an idea for offices And then everybody's <laughs> like great Oh that's such a cool idea Here's my next idea We all live together. (laughs) What? It's like, and then here's my next idea. We educate your children. And you're like, okay, uh, feels a little bit like an overstep uh here from office space that
0: sounds a whole lot like a school, yeah, well, it sounds a whole lot like a cult yeah
1: that's yeah i mean the the scenes of the apartment where they like no one leaves because they're like why would we leave yeah is is really twisted stuff like that's the that's the most eye opening part where they're like it just feels like a a never ending episode of the real world,
2: yeah and there's a there's a moment that was particularly uh chilling would be <laughs> when a visitor comes in and orders a cappuccino at their coffee bar (laughs) and then they give him an espresso Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, no, I ordered the cappuccino. The other dude, we work man ordered the espresso and they're like, he thinks that a espresso is cappuccino and the cappuccino is espresso. So when somebody orders a cappuccino, that means es- espresso. Here. <laughs> and it's like, I forgot what, about so, that. Rather than somebody say to him, it's like, hey, uh, that's a cappuccino. <laughs> that's an espresso.
0: <laughs>
2: They're like, no, we decided to redefine what these beverages are <laughs> in, 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 instead of telling him he's wrong. His old security is like, trust me, honey, just go with it. It's not worth it. That's what it really felt like. It, like it and it's not worth it moment. Could you imagine you live in that place? You're just like I'd like an oh yeah, an es- espresso is what I want. <laughs> but meanwhile you're just like, That's a cappuccino, but we work, man. <clears throat> he thinks it's an espresso. Uh
0: Tom, what um what is your are you a morning writer? Are you a nighttime writer?
2: uh probably more night than morning yeah i gotta get gotta rev up the old engine and get uh get a couple errands out of the way and okay then i'm good to do it
0: okay okay what kind of errands are we running on a day-to-day basis and also are we revving up with coffee we have tea we have matcha guy we got
2: coffee i kidding coffee i go to the thing and i get an espresso
1: <laughs> which is actually a cappuccino uh-huh. i get i get an i order an oat milk espresso at intelligentsia don't, tell, and don't, yeah.
0: don't talk to me until i've had my espresso
2: i have a shirt that says me before coffee <laughs> and i put it on me before coffee and it's just a picture of of the kraken from uh clash of the titans and yeah. he's mad and because he didn't have his coffee yet uh-huh. and then on the back it says me after coffee and it's the kraken Sitting there with a nice nice latte and Kraken looks happy. He's more
0: more of a happy, well balanced Kraken after that. Yes. Exactly.
2: So yeah, I could do some I do coffee, I'll go hit the dry cleaners. To the store, the dry cleaners, the post office. Any any number of, of areas. It probably changes
0: on a day to day basis as well.
2: Oh, of course. I'm not going to the dry cleaner every day. <laughs> <laughs> what a what, what am I wearing suits
0: every day? You like clothes as much as the next guy, but let's let's slow down. Of
2: course I'm a clothes horse. Everybody knows that. <laughs> that doesn't even need to be said. But, <laughs>
0: but You're probably getting dressed every day if we if we're being honest.
2: <laughs> oh, no, at this point it's 7 days a week. <laughs> I'm putting on different clothes. I'm putting on clothes. I'm putting on clothes that are different than the clothes I wore all day when I go to bed. <laughs> And then I get up and I put different clothes on than what I went to bed in and they're different than what I wore the previous day during the day.
0: Your your dedication to fashion
1: is exhausting me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It
0: really. It's now that I'm saying it,
2: I think I might have a little bit of a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just I don't even know what the closet like, how do you manage the closet space? Because I feel like, you know, I don't I don't know that seems like it's going to require a lot of a lot of square footage.
2: It it does, and that's why I moved Mm. into my dry cleaners (laughs) and I can just press that button Mm -hmm. and the clothes come rolling by yeah (laughs) and i can see them all my clothes rolling past me and then i hit the red button and then it stops and then i take whatever's in front of me and i put it on
0: very very clueless style or or when tommy lee had the starbucks put into his house on MTV's cribs it has has that kind of energy as well it does
2: have that yeah tommy lee was when he had that starbucks installed Mm mm-hmm because oh baby everybody knows it's the the logo that makes the coffee not <laughs> not a, a skilled barista yeah that was the- one of the dumbest things when he's like, I got a Starbucks in my house it's like no you don't have a Starbucks in your house you have a Starbucks sign although it would be great if if he ended up like if when you're searching maps uh, like you' <laughs> like lucky. you type in Starbucks near me and then and then Somehow you actually end up at Tommy Lee's house. Technically, that is a Starbucks. Tommy's what like, want, I, I, I
0: regret. Looking back, I regret putting that live on on the Google Maps. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's because I'm a private guy. I'm in the weeds over here. You re- I got a real rush. I am getting. <laughs> I'm getting hammered.
1: <laughs> we're we're out of soy milk, and this thing is going off the rails.
2: Out of soy milk. I got no. I got, how about almond? I could do almond milk <laughs> with that. And I'm out of the. <laughs> you do the, uh the, you do a turnovers. perfect tommy lee
0: by the way oh well that's <laughs> i've been
2: known for for that is i really i've done a loop work for adr for him <laughs> um when he can't finish a, a job i'll go in and just read the loop lines mm-hmm. off of like uh, they project it and i'll i'll just kind of sync it with his actual uh, mm-hmm. uh lip
0: movements you're you're the doctor they call when it's time yes it's like it's like i'm a i'm a,
2: a, a dent and bumper man as they say mm. where i come in and i knock the dings out they pay me well and then i'm <laughs> on to the next one
0: Speaking of that, did you did you um, record your own audiobook yourself, or did you hire a, a, an actor or an actress?
2: No, I went to a, a fussy studio. At, where was it again? Westwood. Of Fuss, uh, what did you yeah. say? Uh,
0: West. Yeah, it was Westwood. Westwood. That's where all the e-books are, are created.
2: I went to a place in Burbank and did it. Oh, we're and talking. I did the recording for it. Yeah.
0: It's very exciting. I I spend a lot of time in Burbank, so that makes me happy to hear that. So so you did it yourself, mm-hmm. and I I think you have a very uh, distinct voice and way of speaking. Like how how do you think you might describe that?
2: Oh, I don't know. It's just my voice. I've been using it for my whole life.
1: Was this just a budget thing? Like was Owen McGregor not available, or did you want to do this?
2: Yeah, we got priced out of the marketplace. The the heavy hitters I was chasing after uh we couldn't we couldn't meet their their uh their rate mm-hmm. so i ended up having to step in and do it myself no i was always gonna do it <laughs> i do a podcast i talk i can't can't get somebody else to read this no but it would have been
1: pretty funny if john ham did it like it was a mercedes commercial you know would it, it been have been a-
2: really been that funny three hours in <laughs> no that's a it good point been funny if you saw it'd be funny if you saw it's like oh that's funny john ham did it that's hilarious and then wait i gotta listen to john ham read nine and a half hours of this guy's story (laughs) after a while the bloom comes off the rose that's
0: true but uh, yeah i guess if once you finally write that book it's done it's in the can as they say yes i mean it's almost psychotic not to read it yourself you know that's like taking your victory lap after the old indy 500
2: exactly you gotta you gotta take your old victory lap and this is a victory lap Mm -hmm. a 28 hour victory lap (laughs) five nights in a row Mm-hmm. What a victory lap that was reading the same sentence <laughs> over and over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> who was just in a lab with victory you? was in the air. <laughs> who was in the lab? A guy who was a great engineer mm-hmm. was there and he was just like, and the way it works is it's not like you, they're like, Oh, right, let's do two takes of that paragraph. It's like you just read straight through until you flub something and then he'll go, okay. Uh yeah, you messed that up. I'm going to back it up a second. Then you hear <laughs> it the previous two sentences.
1: Oh, that's nice. And you get you kind of get played back in. We call that in the business, Tom. We call that we're going to punch you in right here.
2: Yes, they punched me and Thank you. I don't have the lingo down yet. So it's, um, so
1: it's
0: kind of like when you see the wave coming when you're out there surfing and you kind of have to hop right on. They give you two sentences and you kind of click back in. I never
2: had a chance to learn the surfing. Why are you taunting me like this? <laughs> I feel like I'm being singled out because of the pandemic. I couldn't go to a surf shop and buy a... Thirteen thousand dollars surfboard, <laughs> which I don't know how much they cost. They can I'm be assuming. pricey. They can be yeah. pricey depending on you know Some if. Some can get up there.
1: I think you're a, you strike me as like a hand shaped guy, so you'd probably want something on the higher Nothing end. Nothing off
0: the
2: rack. I want a board that says on the bottom of it something like "Suck it, sharks!" and like a shark would see that and be just like "Oh,
0: suck it, sharks, mm-hmm. dumbass!"
1: Yeah, you would use your surfboard as is a form of of protest towards the shark community, letting them know that they're lesser than.
2: Just somebody's got to keep these sharks in their place. <laughs> they've had it too good for too long. I'll say it. They really have for 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 millennia. They've had it <laughs> good, king of the sea. I don't know about that.
0: It's a load of crock. You got? Do you have any um, any L.A. specific questions, inquiries? Is there something that you've been trying to find in town that you haven't been able to yet that we might be able to help you out with?
2: Yeah, this is actually a great opportunity. Where would I find, for example? um, I I grew up with these East Coast uh, diners, and these ones out here are—I don't know what they're supposed to be. They're all like retro. First, like there's no like one that feels like it's in present day. (laughs) Every diner in (laughs) the East Coast is exists in present day. Like, no one's in a costume, and they're not. The walls aren't covered with pictures of. George Lucas directing American Graffiti, <laughs> and like okay. like
0: we don't we don't need a '57 Chevy parked in the in the front driveway, chicks on roller skates. That's exactly it.
2: Yeah, I, all of the trappings like that seem to mm-hmm. seem to permeate a fair amount of these so called diners out here. It's got to be a retro experience.
0: You're looking for a, a diner
2: for today. I'm Looking for a place where you walk in and you say. I would like to order a sandwich, please, and then it's not they're not in costume, and mm-hmm. you don't have to get up and dance to uh Duke of Earl and <laughs> everybody's not it's not and they're just like, uh, what what flavor milkshake you want with that milkshake? <laughs> i't do want a milkshake <laughs> you' going have a milkshake with lunch." Like, what do you think, like? What, what do you? What kind of life do you think I'm? You're like living? all
0: right, Tom, you want a, you want a cherry on top of your malt, and you're like it's 11:30 <laughs> yeah, exactly. on yeah. a Tuesday. <laughs>
2: Exactly.
1: Thank but you. but you're, I'm you're just looking like, for a you're looking for like a, a sandwich. you're not looking for like two eggs over easy with some hash Browns or both of those are up are, no, are, both
0: of those it, I should it should be
1: uh, should be the option should be there for
0: me okay so so a non non- novelty diner perhaps yes yeah we don't have those so ne- ne- next <laughs> yes, question I didn't think so. really I mean like the 90s you had the the heyday of diners in LA with the, with swingers and Fred 62. Mm-hmm. you know you're familiar with the swing dancing movement. I like Fred.
2: I like Fred's 62. Yeah. That's the closest they come.
0: It does here. have some retro energy, though.
1: But I feel like the little, d- yeah. the midday diner... I feel like in LA, a diner is... Just- is geared towards a late-night crowd, if you know what I'm saying. And I think that the the lunchtime crowd is maybe uh, ignored. Yeah, yeah. we're just picking up a sweet
0: green salad on the go to our uh, Pilates class, you know what I mean? But what about, exactly. uh, we're, we're both you. kind of into fitness and exercising and stuff like that. What do you have uh, lined up as part of your regimen on a day-to-day basis, Tom?
2: Basically, when it comes to fitness, I look at it as you could do a lot of a little... Or you could go, just go for it. And I tend, I go to the gym and I set the leg thing at like like two thousand okay. pounds, and I do one of those, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I'm good for the month. <laughs> and then and then I do the same with arms. Yeah, I'll go back the next night, do the same thing, set it around eighteen hundred, <laughs> nineteen hundred pounds. I do one of them, and it's like, yeah, that was good enough. I'll see you next time. And you're month. doing this
0: at night, you said. you do,
2: You're do. I go at night, like night stuff. 1 a.m. Yeah. to 5 a.m. Yeah,
1: you, you strike me as a 24-hour fitness kind of guy. You kind of want to scan in. You want to have the place to yourself. You don't want to deal with the front desk staff or a towel service. If you're
0: doing 2,000 pounds, you don't want to kind of scare off the competition so it's best to go later on. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. That's exactly. Well,
1: I, I didn't realize this, but I think what he's saying, Jason, is that actually he's using all of the weights that are available in the gym yes so you have you have to go when no one else is there
2: and if i can't find a machine that goes that high i will if it's arm day then i usually lift an elliptical machine (laughs) with each arm i i I lift one and then the big problem is sometimes i'm so strong Mm -hmm. i smash it into the roof of the Gym, sure. yeah, yeah, and then there's just damage to the ceiling. It's like structural structural damage
0: yeah. to
2: the gym, and they get really mad when they come in in the morning and they see an elliptical machine stuck, <laughs> yeah, in the roof. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. that's what they yell. He did it again?
2: Yeah, did it again. They go to the computer, type in the see who who scanned their little scanner when they came in.
0: Uh-huh. they get to the bottom of it pretty quick.
2: That rat bastard. He did it again. <laughs>
0: I think I want to get one of those <laughs>
2: huge truck
1: tires, like those enormous truck tires. Mm-hmm right
0: monster size a 300
1: we call that tom we call that the 300 workout the 300 workout okay it's named after the film so you you would take that to a parking lot and you would just flip that thing mm-hmm. over and over and over until you yeah. until you can't anymore
2: now that movie is called 300 why because that's because of the people that are fans of it that's their collective iq <laughs> is that what that is look for that movie now that's a that's a spectacularly dumb movie. tom
1: i know you're coming for me i've actually never seen the film but i have looked at the workouts on menshealth.com just check them out
0: speaking of bad movies we were talking earlier about the fast fast franchise i, th- I think it's quite bad i really hate vin diesel where do you stand on it
2: uh, uh i i don't the, i don't care for those movies um i did see hobbs and shaw in the theater i did enjoy that but it was really but it was like you're, la- you're laughing at it it's just like there's a point where it's like they're the, like they're not good <laughs> But it's just like it's big, and it's almost like they're the Trump of movies in a way where they're just too big to fail. Now, mm-hmm. they're like we just got to keep rolling with this thing. We can't call it on. We can't call it for what it is because the whole thing will come
0: collapse. I think down. the
1: only reason it's still around is because Paul Walker died. I think that kept those movies going for longer than they would mm-hmm. have.
0: Or maybe it's the fact that they make more money than all other movies combined as well.
2: Now with the, the yeah, and the the way this works. With the consolidation of all these corporations, it's just like, what is the first, what is going to be the first one to just smash franchise into franchise? I feel like it's going to be like Marvel versus Star Wars will happen in the next 10 years, right? Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it'll literally be, what if Marvel characters fought Star
0: Wars characters? Batman and C-3PO, they're tangling.
2: Yeah. And then Fast and the Furious, it's like, you could put that in... Like, that could be in like Mission Impossible World or something,
1: right? Don't give this away for free. Um, Your
2: world
0: building is is loco. They can have it, they can have all of it. Well, now you got the book deal, small potatoes.
2: Yeah. Well, I had the book deal. We're we're concluding. (laughs) The book deal, right? Are, you, are now. you
1: saying the final payment after on your publishing date was received? I've not received it yet. <laughs> oh we're coming to the we're I would call your bank if you they're, I, don't I if mean
0: you, they're good for it. I'm that Zell is gonna come through any any day now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's Zell. I'll just keep refreshing Zell <laughs> and see. Where is it? <laughs> I checked my Zell, it's still not there yet. Uh, guys, I uh <laughs> was calling again, I uh I contacted Zell, and they said everything looks good on their end. There's no, there's no problem. We're yeah, just the really...
0: part about uh, the literary world—they don't tell you about, you know. Yeah. Ten hours a day on the cor- on the horn with Zell. Speaking of book deals, was this a one and done book deal, or did you get picked up for multiple releases?
2: No, this is one and done. This is not any sort of. They were not exactly. They were not exactly taking me off the market. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. It was not. It was not a. It was not a not a pressing concern uh-huh. to make sure they locked me up. Right, right, right. We
0: can't let this guy out of the stable. <laughs> do you do you think this is the type of of book that could maybe be turned into a cinematic universe? It
2: could be. I don't know if anybody would. It's nothing. I'm particularly interested
1: in well i've i mean if, if ben affleck was sniffing around and interested in producing he could
0: oh by all means would you play yourself or would you have an actor do it if so who would it be
2: i think we should probably go with an actor
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> well
1: you've done some acting right I'm going to say, let's go with somebody that likes being filmed. Come on, man. You're Hollywood adjacent. Don't give up your dream.
2: It's not a dream, though. That's the thing. I won't give up my dreams. That's not a dream. I don't want to be in movies. You want like to hang uh, out in
0: Video Village, is what you're saying? Behind the scenes, cat? I want to hang out in Video Village
2: mm-hmm. and go over to Crafty and get the food the second it comes out and those dumb actors are on set still (laughs) acting up and then then between takes i go over i'm like you know they got uh grilled cheese sandwiches Mm -hmm. they got like it's tell one of the actors like they got grilled cheese sandwiches over there and they're like oh could you get me one yeah of course i'll get you a grilled cheese sandwich
0: you know because sometimes at the end of it that salmon's looking a little sweaty yeah
1: under those lights what's your knowledge of the freeway system so far
0: Well, I know there's different highways. Name five freeways.
1: Yeah, if you're a real head, you got to name your top five freeways. I think
0: you're a real fucking Angelina. The
2: 101, the 405, the 5. Shit. (laughs) Uh, What else is there? There's
1: 134. I've been on that. He's struggling, Jason. He's struggling.
2: 134, and then the 2. Yeah, the 10 also. There's the 10. Yeah. Now you're just showing off. Which, uh, (laughs) yes, I went for extra credit by listing six. I didn't even mention the six. Now, the six is my favorite highway. (laughs) I love driving up and down the six and blasting. I blast a song of the national anthem of Los Angeles, which is Panic at the Disco, High High Hopes, which is a song everywhere you go gotta have high high hopes that's probably one of my least
0: favorite songs that's ever been created in the history of music
1: don't don't come for brendan urie and my other homies in panic of the disco on on this show
0: i prefer panic to uh what should we call it the other band
1: not fallout boy don't do that don't
0: say- yeah fallout boy panic a disco better than fallout boy
1: i'll say it. that's crazy bro
2: i will say this this is this is my main bone to pick with los angeles and then are you guys both native? los angelinos no i'm from atlanta you're from atlanta i'm from the oc but you know more or less okay why is it that people here have an eight-year-old's view of the world when it comes to their heroes where it's like we like the red hot chili peppers (laughs) we (laughs) like kobe bryant and every laker every laker is my hero (laughs)
0: sublime all right, Tom's. Who who are some more adult basketball players that we should memorialize?
2: Oh, uh, you could maybe do uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest humans that has ever lived. There should be murals to him everywhere. This guy's one of the greatest people that we've ever. And he's smart. He's so smart. He's one of. He's such a fascinating, great guy. And not a whole lot of murals for him because he shot a weird shot <laughs> that I can't relate to. He did a hook shot; it didn't
1: look cool. He's also not dead, though. That could be the problem.
2: Well, there, there, there were so many Kobe, there was so much Kobe stuff well before his passing. True,
1: true, 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 true.
2: Look, there's exponentially more of it now, and I do un- I understand it after the fact, but it was happening well before any of that
0: okay well try try this on for size i think that kareem he was obviously a a, a god and a living legend in la at his in his heyday and at his time but i think he was kind of peaking before the street art movement was really taking off
2: (laughs) i can't help that the street art movement wasn't in full swing during his heyday,
1: I know. I, I it's weird because on your Zoom, I see the the um, obey prints kind of behind your head, so it kind of leads yes, me to believe that, that you are a street art fanatic.
2: Of course, no, I'm a Shep head, and I got my <laughs> obeys everywhere. <laughs> um, no, it really is. I can't think of anywhere on the planet that would shoot off fireworks after winning a regular season game. It's like a, it's like a Wednesday night, and suddenly Lakers win, suddenly you hear like five seconds after they win. It's just like, it just creates bad vibes. That's why I'm just like, when they lost, I'm just like, yeah, it's right, you lost.
0: It's, I guess it's hard to make a real case for it other than weather, you know.
1: Well, the produce. Let's That's not forget morning. the avocados.
0: We have great tomatoes.
2: Yeah, and those are those can't be transported,
1: of course. <laughs> well, they're look, they're just fresher. <laughs> they're fresher here. They're more red. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you could transport those. Sure. I, I wish you fucking luck though, mm-hmm. because it's it's not so easy. Tom, you a big you big chef? You cooking it up at home? We love we love cooking no. on this pot now.
2: No. no? You do? I'm not really now.
0: You a caviar guy, Postmates guy, Uber Eats? Uber Eats? What is that? <laughs> I've never heard
1: it pronounced Uber.
0: <laughs> a, i'm sorry i'm a, i don't use those services i, I maybe i maybe i have been saying that jason's wrong.
1: a jason's a friend to the restaurant community he does not use any third-party apps he goes directly sure. to the restaurant himself and pays in cash so that the,
0: Lyft eats yeah uber eats no thank you sure
1: no uber only on the side well if you're not if you're not cooking yeah what are you doing are you are you eating every meal at the sunset tower who's feeding you
0: who's feeding you tom I get
1: by <laughs>
2: food's out there as long as i get a loaf of bread and a stick of butter Uh i'm okay i'll make it
0: i'm glad you said that in in my belief of the culinary world i've i've been all over the world i've tasted all kinds of ducks and pheasants and things like that but for my money nothing better no greater bite of food than a good piece of bread and butter a little salt on there what do you think tom
2: i agree my favorite food the simple stuff mm, keep it simple stupid that's what they say that's right that's what i've always said
0: <laughs> are you feeling a little pressed out or do you like taking this taking this victory lap
2: oh this is great i like talking i'm happy it's nice to have written a book that's the best feeling
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was it was a living nightmare writing it sometimes <laughs> but to have written one is the greatest because then you get to say to all the people that don't have books it's like yeah it's kind of a thing that you mm-hmm. either you have one or you don't mm-hmm. and meanwhile like 6 months ago i was just crying in the middle of the night like what am i going to do <laughs> yeah and that wasn't even about the book no that was just and then i i was just like oh yeah i have a book too <laughs> but i went back to my regularly scheduled crying <laughs> What's all the Sublime love out here also? R.I.P. Bradley.
0: I just spent the weekend in San Diego. If you think they love Sublime here in L.A., oh, brother, head down there. I mean, Sublime featuring Rome, they play three times a week at various festivals in San Diego. It's, at, at this point, the music of Sublime is just kind of its, it's immortalized. It's in our DNA at this point. He—he mm-hmm. he, he, Bradley, R.I.P., he, he just really was that good. And I grew up hating Sublime. And now uh, you, a Sublime com, comes on the radio. I don't I don't click that channel. I keep it. Okay. You a big Sublime guy, Tom? Not so much. I'm not. I'm
2: not. Uh, sorry <laughs> to say. It's not exactly.
1: I know my, I know you s- you stay locked on K-Rock in the in the Prius.
0: You're an East Coast guy, so I don't expect you to oh, like Oh no, probably... I
2: love to hear. I love to hear my favorite songs like Airplane by Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love Who doesn't love when you get to hear Don't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> Don't stop, make big booby boop, boop boop boo boop boop. It's one of the worst songs. Uh, easily, <laughs> easily one of worst the worst songs Ever been recorded
0: by anyone. Don't
2: stop, my m my don't don't stop my
0: did you like early Peps though? Blood sugar, sex, magic, no, and don't earlier. Do this. Don't
2: do this. Oh no, I go back to like real men don't kill coyotes and uh, all the okay. okay freaky styley. No, I hated it back then <laughs> for different yeah. reasons. I was yeah. just like, this is bad funk. I was I was 15 and I was like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> it is. It really is. We're still rooting for the uh, the the chili Peps to. I think they got one more master. <laughs> <laughs> in him, right they got one they got another one hot minute and i them.
0: agree with your sentiments on the peps a lot of people say that kedis's memoir scar tissue is a fantastic book though have you read it it's a great book yes i have oh you have right? okay mm-hmm. and also almost every woman i know seems to have mm-hmm. a pretty strong crush on on kedis
2: yeah he's a, a very attractive guy yeah good skin and he was also but he's also one of those guys where he was just like he was just doing things until something popped like he would have been an actor if that went first yeah for him good point point. and that's fine i'm not judging it the one thing about him that got me a key this was when i was i read some article a few years ago and he's like yeah i got my kid i don't show my kid like we watch old cartoons uh from like the 30s and that's the stuff we watch we don't watch new stuff it's like first of all the old cartoons oh you mean when the most racist things (laughs) where all the characters smoke and stuff like that. And also, so it's all right for this guy to pollute the culture with his crummy band. But when it comes to what goes down in his house, he he's, he's got the gates up. Nah, I can't let any of this new garbage ruin my kid's brain. i'll ruin all your kids brains with my lousy Mm -hmm. band
0: yeah brooklyn only watches steamboat mickey and that's it just some of the kkk stuff and all the smoking (laughs) stuff
2: yeah exactly we'll get all the world war ii propaganda
1: uh, in there
0: (laughs) anti- chinese shit all that stuff. sure
1: yes Raising him right.
0: Well, hey, fuck the chili peppers. That's what I say. That's what you say. That's what Chris says. I'm sure that one day I'll pick up Scar Tissue, but it's not nearly as good as your book. So uh, if you are a fan of Tom writing comedy, any of that stuff, make sure to pick up his book. Follow him on Twitter and, and you can see a link to excerpts etc that's coming that's coming different photos of your fans taking pictures of the book with their oh it's so much it's like breakfast sandwiches
2: cornucopia of what don't you get over at my twitter
0: yeah you spend all day smashing that rt button i'm sure
2: all day my my rt finger is so sore
0: okay well tom thank you so much for potting with us we hope you have fun
2: no this is so much fun i appreciate it
1: and
0: and thanks for
1: having me congratulations on the book Oh, Thank Tom, you. Um, I, yeah. I,
0: usually at the end of every episode, we have a song playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will ask if you have a song that you would like to add, but I, I'm, I worry that it's going to be that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It is.
2: It's going to be Don't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers.